Hey, podcast listeners, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to listen to this episode. I think you're going to enjoy this one. I really wanted to just take a second and say, hey, if you've gotten anything out of these podcast or previous podcast, or if I brought you any value at all through this, it would mean the world to me if you just took a quick screenshot of right now of your podcast screen and posted that on social media or sent that to a friend. I'm just trying to help spread the word a little bit about what we're up to with this podcast. On this episode, I'm going to go through a CNBC article and talk through the interesting points about it and give a little bit of my take on it. The title of the article is Renters Are Struggling More Than Homeowners, and this is a result of a survey that was done. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to this episode of the Find Your Money Path show. I'm just so grateful that you chose to spend a couple minutes of your time today just to hear a quick thought about money. So in this episode, as I talked about, we're going to go through an article that was passed on to me by Jeff Berwand. Thanks, Jeff, for sending this in. And if you ever come across any article that you uh, would like to hear in the podcast, go ahead and just shoot me an email with that. So what this article is titled is Renters Are Struggling More Than Homeowners, and this was a survey that was done. Here are the two quick bullet points on this. The first one is more than one quarter of U.S. renters in a survey are not confident that they could cover a $400 emergency. Around 18% of homeowners report low emergency savings as well, the survey says. And then another bullet point, this is just kind of a summary point for the article, more than 30% of renters feel insecurity about food, as do 19% of homeowners in the Urban Institute study. So let's jump into this. What I'm going to do is, again, this is a somewhat of a newer format for the podcast. I'm going to go through, read the article, and I'll hit pause on a couple of points and just give some quick thoughts about the article. All right, so let's jump in. Financial stress visits renters more often than homeowners. That's the main takeaway from a new report by the Urban Institute, a nonpartisan think tank in Washington. Rental costs are rising much faster than renters' salaries. Between 1960 and 2016, the median income for a renter grew by just 5%. During that same period, the median rent ballooned by more than 60%, according to the Joint Center for Housing Studies of Harvard University. Both figures account for inflation. So let's just pause there. That is real uh, an almost astonishing statistic. So between 1960 and 2016, the median income for a renter grew by only 5%. And over the same period, that the cost of renting or the cost of that monthly rent increased 60%. So even for a household who's doing things well and managing their budget well, I mean, just the sheer fact that that has risen, that cost, that line item has risen so much and it's, it's, an, it's a line item that everyone needs. We all have to live somewhere. The fact that it's risen 60% over that period of time, I mean, that's astonishing. And personally, I can, I can tell you from working with a lot of people's budgets and seeing the behind the scenes on this, rent or just in general housing-related costs are probably up there in the top three with the hardest things to deal with when you know trying to figure out how do I save money Oftentimes, housing is one of the first places that we probably should look at. A good general rule of thumb, and I've, I've done some past episodes on this, a, a good general rule of thumb is to have around 30% of your income. You know, that kind of can, that can, that can apply for either gross or net, um, but around 30% of your income should go towards housing or that's kind of the, the top end. And if you're anywhere above that, it's going to start to show issues in other parts of the budget. All right, so I'm going to jump back into the article here. 
To be sure, buying a house has also become harder for many Americans. To do so now costs four times the median household income. The home ownership rate fell to 63% in 2016, the lowest rate in half a century. And I'll pause here real quick. I'm sure you guys have seen this. I don't know, you know, if you if you live in Atlanta, you've probably seen uh, all these buildings popping up and they all say luxury apartments on the outside of that. People are just renting more often these days. Some of that might be due towards, you know, just being more transient and more open to moving to different cities and things like that. But I really think a lot of it has to do with financial hardship or financial struggle. So we'll jump back into the article here. It says, still renters seem to be worse off, said Corianne Scally, a senior research associate at the Urban Institute and a co-author of the study. The Urban Institute's findings came out of its 2017 Well-Being and Basic Needs Survey, which received responses from 7,500 people aged 18 to 64. Half of renters in the survey reported a material hardship in the past year compared with one-third of homeowners. More than one-quarter of U.S. renters in the survey were not confident that they could cover a $400 emergency. Around 18% of homeowners reported low emergency savings. So let's kind of pause on this. More than one quarter of U.S. renters uh, in the survey were not able to potentially cover a $400 emergency and 18% for homeowners. What, what that just kind of highlights is that as a, as a culture and as a country, a lot of the times we are just living margin to margin or paycheck to paycheck, and it's more prevalent than I think a lot of us think. And, and this was one of the things that really surprised me when I started working with budgeting and, and helping people with money. I didn't realize how many people truly did live paycheck to paycheck. And it's just one of those things that, you know, an emergency pops up and, it, and you know, maybe we were saving for a little bit and then all of a sudden an emergency pops up and it takes us back into that paycheck to paycheck cycle. So jumping back into the article here, nearly 18% of the renters experienced a large and unexpected decline in income in the past year compared with 14% of the homeowners. More than 12% of the renters report difficulty covering their housing costs compared with 9% of homeowners. Over 15% of the renters say they struggled to pay a utility bill during the last 12 months, while 15% of the homeowners did. So uh, we'll pause here for a second. I think a lot of people think that, okay, if I get into a house, things are going to be okay, and that's going to take care of all my financial issues, and that's the American dream. But if we just compare these stats again, more than 12% of the renters report difficulty covering their housing costs compared with 9% of homeowners. Yes, 12% is higher than 9%, but there's still a pretty good chunk of people who are homeowners who struggle with housing costs. So moving into a house isn't always the best option, and I tell this to a lot of people, and you know, it can sound you know, backwards from what we're taught in society, but sometimes renting isn't always bad. And honestly, if you think about it, for those homeowners that are having trouble with housing costs, the consequences of not being able, be able, being able to pay that are significantly higher than someone who's a renter. Now, no one wants to be evicted, but if you're a homeowner and you're struggling with these housing costs, I mean, that can result in foreclosure, which can really hurt your credit and that can really hurt the rest of your life you know, being caught up with dealing with a foreclosure on your record. One of the things that I think we already highlighted this a little bit of uh, just about the percentage of people who were able to cover a $400 emergency. But one of the things that I always tell people is, you know, getting into a house is great and it's great when you start to build equity, but 
At the same time, if you're not prepared for those extra costs that come along with owning a house, your mortgage might be cheaper, but there's a lot of extra costs that aren't always factored into the equation. If, if someone's not prepared with a, a solid emergency fund of three to six ex- months of, of worth of expenses, then what happens when you know the AC unit goes out, you gotta put it on a credit card, or what happens when something happens at work, you don't have a buffer to be able to pay your mortgage during that time. The next part of this article, there is just a little chart, and it, it's just titled, Households Unable to Consistently Access or Afford Food. So 30% of renters are struggling with being able to access or afford food on a typical monthly basis, whereas 19% of homeowners are in that boat. But still, those are pretty high numbers if you think about it. So again, a lot of this can result in you know your paycheck to paycheck or someone's paycheck to paycheck, and then all of a sudden, well, the tires blew out of my car or, or I've got a big emergency expense that I have to pay for. And then you've got to make choices. You've got to make sacrifices. And the last part of the article says, while renters are worse off, Scally said, it's clear that many homeowners are also struggling with their bills. It seems that some of them are having to make trade-offs and just meeting their basic needs, she said. And from my experience, again, this is true. I, I have seen both homeowners and renters really struggle with this. And the one common thread that I typically see in, in people who have uh, struggled with money or who are paycheck to paycheck is that there's typically not a monthly budget in place. And the, the simple reason behind that is if there's a monthly budget in place where we're doing a plan for the month and then comparing that plan to what we've actually spent, it's really hard to go multiple months of doing that underwater and spending more than we make because we're paying attention to it. And when we pay attention to it, we're more likely to make these changes or at least come up with a balanced budget. And just one more thing that I wanna highlight in this article, because for, for some, this article might sound like, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm not in that camp. This This could never happen to me. I'm not really, struggling you know with you know to pay for bills or anything like that you might feel a little stressed you might feel a little bit of pressure here and there but it doesn't feel dire like some of these stats sound where people can't pay for food or things like that but one thing that i want to point out is that earlier in the article this i read this line and it says half of renters in the survey reported a material hardship in the past year compared with one-third of homeowners those numbers are pretty big. For, for renters, it's 50%. And it doesn't really define what material hardship is. But I think we can, we can um, interpret that as some situation where you've had to kind of fumble around bills or you know maybe miss a bill this month or have to dip into your emergency fund or you don't have an emergency fund so you've had to borrow from a friend or a family or put something on a credit card because you, you weren't able to pay for it. 50% of renters fall into that category and a third of homeowners it's a huge chunk of the population. And what I tell people is, look, if you don't, if you feel like you're in the other side of that, where you feel like you're in the half of renters who, who haven't, you know, had a material hardship or the two thirds of home, homeowners who haven't experienced the same hardship in the last year, I've just seen this and this isn't to be a dire warning or anything like that. But if, if there's not proper foundations in place, like, a, like doing a monthly budget and having an emergency fund in place, all of us, all of us are just one decision or one action or one emergency away from falling into this category. And so the best thing that, that I can tell anyone listening to this is to build those foundations in place because those are your safety guards. Those are your guardrails against 
having a material hardship and against having to dip into an emergency fund or having to put something on a credit card. When you have these mechanisms of doing a budget in place and having a solid emergency fund in place, it makes these hardships that will happen at some point. It might not have happened in the last year. It might not have happened in the last five years, but we can almost guarantee that at some point, something bad's gonna happen. And when something bad happens in life, it's gonna impact our finances. When we have those foundations in place, it helps, it helps make those emergencies really just an inconvenience or a little bump in the road instead of a crisis in our life. And just one last word to all my renters out there. Renting, and I already mentioned this a little bit earlier, renting is not bad. Use this time when you're renting. Use this flexibility for good. You might be able to go live with a friend or find a basement apartment to rent or go you know, have roommates to reduce some of those costs but use this time to really build a foundation for your financial life. Even if you're struggling to save a little bit right now, keep working the budget, keep working the plan, and work with a professional to see if there's any way for you to find money to save up. Because I promise, when you go into a house with a down payment, and you go into a house with an emergency fund, you're gonna be able to weather the future AC breaking a little easier or you know, when the AC breaks and your car breaks at the same time, you're going to be able to weather that stuff a little bit more and it's going to make the home ownership enjoyable instead of just a constant stressor. Well, hey, I hope this episode was interesting. If you have an article that you'd love to hear read on the podcast and hear a couple quick thoughts on, go ahead and shoot it over to me. It's contact at findyourmoneypath.com. I'd love to hear it and I'd love to feature something on the next episode and I'll give you a quick shout out if you do it. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.